Hello, everyone. Thank you for watching. This is uh, number two, I guess it is, for um, my, my YouTube channel. We're going to be going over some of these scientific papers for quite a while. And today I thought I would do it live. Let's see what happens. So today we're going to be talking about nitrogen and potassium fertilizer ratios for turf grass. We're going to be going over one paper and then an extension publication. So let's take a look at it. So if you're in the world of turf grass, you may be familiar with Dr. George Snyder or Dr. John Cesar. If you aren't, I highly encourage you to do a, a Google Scholar search or a, a Turfgrass information file search on Snyder or Cesar. Because George Snyder is, uh, <laughs> is great. He did a lot of really good work. Um, he's retired now for a decade or more, but a lot of his work is highly influential in for practitioners and in the world of, of research and science. It still has a great deal of value for, for us. So we're going to be going over this paper today. So a lot of what the problem, so what is the observation? So if we're going to walk through the scientific method, we're going to walk through this paper. What is the observation or why is he even um, doing this research back, you know, 20 years ago? Why did he even do it? A lot of turf managers in, in this particular paper is about golf, but uh, I believe it's relevant um, to address some of the issues that exist in turf grass um, um, industries beyond golf. So, for example, lawn care or sod production, even sport turf. A lot of people, a lot of turf managers have the um, practice of applying a lot of potassium. You'll see fertilizer ratios, say a 15-0-15 or a 10-0-20 or 10-0-30s. They'll apply a lot of potassium um, for a variety of reasons that, that they believe are true. And, and one of those reasons is, is drought tolerance. Sometimes people do it because they think it provides a, a more healthy plant. I've seen a number of um, uh, people talk about potassium as like the overall health element. Um, most of that as complete nonsense. Um, <laughs> there's very little evidence to support any of that. Uh, but that's why people apply a lot of it because they've heard from somebody or the salesman said something or you know, who, kn who knows where they got the information from. But, but they're convinced that applying potassium is going to help their turf grass by reducing disease occurrence or drought tolerant or drought, you know, issues, or, you know, it's going to help in some, some, you know, overall health turf benefit way. Um, so they'll apply a lot of it. They'll apply a lot of potassium relative to nitrogen. And, uh, to be frank, I never have understood that. And I don't know George Snyder's mind. I'm not reading his mind, but I suspect he or Dr. Cesar may have thought the same thing. Why, why are these people doing this? There's not a lot of, 
evidence to support that. So they went out in South Florida and decided to do a study to look at that to see is there indeed any benefit to applying greater amounts of potassium to nitrogen than say a one to one or something or or you know or no potassium you know what what is the the benefit to applying potassium you know in south florida on bermuda grass and increasing potassium relative to nitrogen on those on those uh systems so this is the paper we're going to talk about <clears throat> What I like to do is, is begin by reading the abstract. I've already gone through this. I've probably read this paper. I don't even know how many times. It's a really important paper. And um, I've highlighted some key points that I'm going to talk about today. So if, you, if you're new to this and you're, you don't really know how to read a scientific article or you don't think there's information in there, you can decipher it in a practical way. Hopefully we can get through it today and help you make sense of you know, what is important to you if you're out applying fertilizer. So... Um, what I've highlighted here is the last couple of sentences of the, of the abstract. And what it says is, however, increasing potassium fertilization beyond a K to N. Now, in this particular case, he's using a K to N ratio rather than an N to K. And I'll explain why that in a second. But it's no different. It's just uh, it's just inverted. A K to N fertilization ratio of a 0 to 5, which is a 2 to 1 N to K. Okay, so d don't be confused. A fertilization of... 0.5 to 1, which is a 2 to 1 in decay, had virtually no effect on turf grass appearance, growth, on resistance to Bermuda grass decline, or on root weight. Increasing potassium relative to nitrogen fertilization did not provide commensurate increases in tissue K. So basically what this last sentence in the abstract is saying is that in this particular environment on bermuda grass and he used 328 here tiff green 328 um he applied a two to one nitrogen to potassium and they saw a benefit they applied a one to one and they saw virtually no further benefit um for the quality and they applied a i think we can go through it we're gonna go through it i think it was a three to one and a four to one so they kept applying more and more potassium and they didn't see any more benefit than they did just applying a two to one they did see some increase in the tissue potassium but the quality and and uh, appearance and growth and resistance to bermuda decline and root weight none of that increased once you hit the two to one in decay ratio so as a practitioner, you can just read this last sentence in the, in the, in the abstract, and, and especially if you're the owner or you're buying the fertilizer, and you can have some confidence in adjusting your fertilizer program to, let's say you're using a, <clears throat> a 15015, and it's costing whatever it is. You can change that to apply less potassium from a 15015 to, say, a 30.015 or 20.010 or something like that, it's going to cost you less money because you're applying less potassium and you're basically going to have the same uh, chance of seeing a turf quality result. You're not going to see any further benefit by applying this more potassium that you've been applying. So that's how you can use this last sentence in the abstract. So if you don't want anything else other than that, that's enough for you to go back to your um your business and look at your fertilizer program and ask yourself you know am i actually as efficient as i could be with potassium and there's a whole nother 
paper, I'll talk about where you should, whether or not you should apply potassium at all. In this particular paper, they knew going in that the potassium in the soil was so low that there was a good chance of seeing a response to it. Okay. And they, they intentionally depleted the soil to the degree that they needed to, to see that response. But in other conditions where you're not dealing with sandy soils or you're not dealing with um, high rainfall, like in South Florida or whatever, you probably have enough potassium in your soil already. Okay. You, you, I wouldn't know that unless you took a soil test, but, um, uh, there's a good case to be made to eliminate potassium completely and really save a lot of money. But in this condition where it's low potassium, in the soil, high sand, high, high rainfall, um, they found some benefit to applying only a two to one, not anything further. So keep that in mind. You can just read this and you can read this, uh, abstract for free on the internet. Just search it, search the title. It'll pop up for free. You don't need to pay for the article. You can just get this abstract and there's some good information just in the, the last sentence or two. Uh, but if you want to know more, you'll have to download it, go to the library, um, find a source that you can, you can get this article or, or join the ASA, the, uh, American Society of Agronomy. And you can you can download all these articles. Okay, so when you're going through the article, what we want to look at a couple time, a couple things first as we get through here is that we want to kind of just get an idea of what he did. He's applying nitrogen. You can read through the materials and methods, which is the the next uh, uh, section after the introduction. You can read through it and you can find out what he did. And he applied nitrogen as ammonium sulfate. He applied it at two point five and ten grams of nitrogen beginning in February and he fertilized near the middle of each month. So he fertilized monthly and um, to convert this to English, just round numbers, this is a half a pound of N per thousand. This is one pound of N and this is two pounds in. So he's applying a lot of nitrogen at this very high rate. And this, this is a half a pound a month. 2.5 is, is a half a pound a month. So that'll give you an idea of what he did in terms of the amount of nitrogen. Then you go to the potassium, and, and they were, uh, the potassium source he used with potassium chloride. And this is critical because if you're if you really deep into um, the, the scientific literature and understanding the soil systems, the potassium chloride was required because if he had used potassium sulfate, we wouldn't know if there, any response was a result of the potassium or the sulfate unless he balanced out the sulfate okay particularly in south florida where sulfate is low so he used potassium chloride to not have to worry about that because there's there, the response to chloride is essentially I'm, I'm, there's that's never been documented there's i've never seen a response i've never seen anything in the literature about a turf responding to chloride so there's a uh, so this was set up correctly is this basically what I'm saying in terms of using the right potassium source. And then the nitrogen ratios that he used, you can go through here and find out how did he actually apply that in decay. And the K to N ratios of zero. So he's applying no potassium. Okay. He's applying uh, half the potassium to nitrogen, the equal amounts of nitrogen potassium, and then twice the amount of potassium to nitrogen. So the, he's doing his K to N and he actually explains this here. He used K to N rather than N to K because it, you can't divide anything by zero. So if he had done a zero or the no K treatment, it would have produced an undefined N to K ratio. So it's just a mathematical thing where you can't divide by zero. So you wouldn't have been able to do it. So he just divided zero by one and he comes up with zero. So anyway, K to N, that's the reason he did it. 
but that's what that's how you convert it back just into k's or it's it's a zero basically nitrogen and then half the nitrogen with as potassium equal amounts of n and k and then double the potassium um as nitrogen is how he applied it so you can scan back through here if you want any more further further information about how he actually did the study um he applied micronutrients um it shows you how you did the ratings. You'll want to know, because he's going to show some soil. You'll want to know the soil extractant he used. He used Malik 1. And the soil levels of potassium that he started with are right here in Table 2. So he started with 10 parts per million Malik 1 potassium, which is... Some on this particular soil because they've actually done a correlation between malic one and malic three. It's somewhere between ten and fifteen malic three, so it is quite low in potassium. And they then they got a response on this particular soil. So keep that in mind if you're in a different situation where you have a different soil. If your soil potassium is ten or fifteen parts per million, this is documentation that turf grass may respond to applied potassium when the malic in this case malic one but malic three is 10 to 15 there's a good chance you're going to see a response to applied potassium um the question is at what point will you not see a response and um that's that's for another another video but it's probably somewhere around 30 or 40 something like that and i'll go into that in the future uh, but keep in mind, he used Malik one. Uh, da, da, da. So he that's that's the that's the materials and methods. Um, oh, real quick for those people, occasionally I get this question, and I don't really know why. Um, when I talk about like P pH reduction using either elemental sulfur or ammonium sulfate, I just got this question like four or five months ago down in South Florida. Where some I I said, well, if your pH is seven or seven and a half and or eight or whatever the number is in that range, and you're looking to reduce that that pH down, which which I would argue we need to we need more information to figure out whether or not you actually need to reduce it. But let's say you needed to you felt like you needed to reduce it. I I, I was saying just switch your your nitrogen source from urea to ammonium sulfate and. I don't know why people think that doesn't work, but I get a lot of questions like, well, how long is that going to take? And you have, how do you know that actually works? And all these things. And like, <laughs> you're applying hydrogen ions directly to the soil in the form of ammonium. You're going to reduce the soil pH. And there's, I don't know how many documentation uh, publications there are on, on that topic, but here's one here, table one. So when you're applying a half a pound of N as ammonium sulfate, they started at 6.9 on the pH and it went to 7.2 the next year. The next year it's 6.1. And so this is three years later, it's 5.8. So he dropped it a full point in three years just by switching or just by using ammonium sulfate at a half a pound. Okay. So in South Florida, that's a reasonable rate for this grass It's six pounds a year. That's it's, probably on the little high end now that we've we've done some more calibrations but it's reasonable and you can see how low he can re you can reduce it at these really high rates where you're playing two pounds a month i mean you can lower it down below five started at seven basically and now you're, you're down below five in two or three years so so 
this is just a side benefit of this paper is that they published the reduction in soil pH as a result of applying ammonium sulfate as their nitrogen source. So you can very easily reduce the pH using ammonium sulfate. You just have to have patience with time and you just use it regularly as your nitrogen source. You don't have to go out and buy and apply a, a unique application of just elemental sulfur if you don't desire to do that if you have the patience to wait a year or two so um, anyway just just a side benefit of this paper okay so when we get to the results in discussion um there's a couple of of points that i wanted to to um to point out here okay so table three this is the influence of the nitrogen and potassium ratios on turf quality Okay, now it it might not necessarily be as easy to interpret as you might might want, um, but I'll walk you through this. So when you're reading these tables like this, you're going to see a lot of numbers and a lot of symbols and things like this. If you're not used to that, the way to read this is underneath this independent line. So this is what's referred to as an as a independent line. So this is a new new variable, nitrogen variable, indicate variable, indicate interaction. These are all different variables. So within this um, column, this 1990 Q2 column underneath K to N ratios, we have all the various treatments, 0.5 and so forth. And we'll see at the beginning, there was a significant difference. So when it says SIG, let's say SIG what this means is significant difference and this isn't the they did these by quarters so they pulled the data by quarters and what this means is yes there was a difference if this was ns in fact maybe there isn't yeah so here's an ns down here at the bottom right here there's a there's a couple of ns's okay that would mean that there were no differences among the compared means or the compared treatments all right in this case it says there was a difference all right. If you see two stars or one star, it, you know, the more stars there are, I think now they've actually adjusted that, but the more stars there are, the more significant it is. You can read that down here. In other words, the, the less likely I'm going to be wrong when I say there was a difference. That's technically how to say it. But basically, the more, the more confidence we have that there actually was a difference between the means is what, what this means when you have more stars. Um, so when you see the LSD 0.05, this is the least significant difference. So you point, I'm sorry, point, yeah, 0.05 at, at the 5% confidence level. So 0.2 is the least significant difference. So you can go through here and say, okay, 6.6 and 6.6 are, there's no, the difference between these is less than 0.2. So they're the same. The difference between these two, 6.2 and 6.6 is greater than 0.2. So they're different. So that's how you would use the, the statistics in that table. So now that we know how to read the table and we know how to walk through it, it's still the, the benefit, in my opinion, the benefit of this table, the, 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 um, the gravity of this table is not as easily viewed um, in data form as it is in in graph form okay so what i've done over the years is i have taken these data and converted them into a graph because 
I think that's more more useful. And so I did that and turned it into an extension publication. And this table, actually, actually, this graph here on the right is that table. So if you look, turf quality is on the y-axis, and then you have various seasons on the x-axis, and here's all the ratios. You'll see that it begins at between 6 and 6.5. And if you come over here, it's like 6.2 and 6.6. .6. So these are the same numbers in this Q290 column as exists right here. And then at the end, you'll see all the numbers are right below 7, and then the um, essentially the control is it looks like it's right above 5. And you'll see that here. Yeah, so 6.9, 6.9, it's right, right about 7, and then the control is 5.1. So that's this is the graphic form of that data table. And you can see now much more clearly the influence of these treatments, where you're, the blue line here is where you're applying no, no potassium at all. Okay, so it's a 1 to 0 in decay. So in the case where you have soil... Malik, Malik 1 potassium of 10 or around 10 or less, there is a decent probability that you're going to see a turf rust response because here's what happens if it's 10 and you don't put any nitrogen or don't put any potassium down. And then the 2 to 1, you'll see an increase in quality. So this is turf grass quality. You'll see an increase in turf grass quality. But here's the key to that table is that you apply more potassium, a 1 to 1. You apply even more potassium, a 1 to 2. You don't see the green line and the purple line continue to increase. You see the increase in cases where the soil is deficient or the turf grass is deficient. You see an increase by applying a 2 to 1 with the quality. But you don't see any more increase by continuing to apply more. Okay. That's what this table is saying. And when you read these things or you see these things in data format, it might not necessarily be the format that really speaks to you. You might be a visual person and you want to see it in a graph form. Well, you know, it might take a little time to, you know, to put these numbers in a graph, but I just copy and paste them into Excel and, you know, do a little bit of, little bit of work, maybe one or two minutes, and you can see, oh, that's what happens. All these lines are essentially the same, but greater than if you didn't apply anything. So we should apply a two to one. Well, why can't I apply one to two? You can. You're just wasting your money. Okay, that's what this is saying. So that's the the one of the greatest um, conclusions of this paper is this table right here. Okay. So as we continue to go through here. We'll get to the potassium content, so the tissue K. <clears throat> so you'll see essentially it looks like the same table, but instead of quality, you'll see tissue K, and it's in grams per kilogram. Okay, so unfortunately, to, this isn't common knowledge to convert grams to kilogram to percentage. Usually people are more familiar with like what parts per million or percentage, not necessarily parts per thousand, which is what grams per kilogram are. So to convert grams, grams per kilogram to percentage, which would be a little bit easier to communicate and to talk about, you, you just move a decimal over one point. So grams per kilogram to percentage, you just move it over one point. So this is 1.2% potassium in the tissue. And the high ratio is 2%. Okay. 
that's the way you would convert that. You, I guess you just have to, to know that, but it's grams per kilogram. And it's a, you don't always see this, this particular unit, but anyway, um, so I converted this too. These are all like numbers. You're like, Oh, there's a lot of, all these are different from every single uh, time level. There's a difference, but it doesn't really speak to me. So I, I just converted that to this graph. Okay. And now you can see the magnitude of that table, the importance of that table. And that is if you don't apply any potassium on a turf grass that is deficient, in this case, it was deficient at Malik one of 10, you will likely have a reduction in, in uh, potassium in the leaf tissue. Okay. Um, that this is clear in this case. But to to increase the leaf tissue potassium up to the you know up to not wouldn't say maximum but up to a very high level, you, again you don't need to apply all these high levels of potassium one to twos and one to ones. Okay, the two to one will do it. Now statistically they showed that a one to one would be the the statistical maximum. You don't you know there's no difference between a one to one and a one to two. So like a fifteen oh fifteen if you if you change that to a fifteen oh thirty then that would be unnecessary, It'd be wasteful. But they did show in some instances going from a one to two, I'm sorry, a one to one, I'm sorry, <laughs> a two to one in decay to a one to one in decay, it can increase leaf tissue potassium. Now, I wouldn't get caught up in this because because leaf tissue analysis is is many many levels separated from soil testing and even soil testing is not that good in turf grass okay it's not <laughs> we'll go into that for sure in a future video but it, there are great pitfalls that people um, fall victim to by using soil test in turf grass now take that many many levels separated and exponentially more problems with tissue however Having said that, for scientists, leaf tissue analysis it can be quite useful. I just don't think that we've done enough work to actually take those numbers and move it into the, the realm of practitioners to the point that I'm confident in saying your leaf tissue potassium should be this or it should be that. Um, there's a lot of variability. So having said that, don't put too much weight in this necessarily in terms of the, the usage of tissue analysis. Just understand that um, the, the leaf tissue potassium also increases with using a two to one, but additional in inputs of potassium, certainly above a one to one are wasteful. You're not gonna have a 2% potassium in the leaf tissue using a one to one and now you put in a one to two, and all of a sudden your leaf tissue potassium is three percent, you know, or four percent, or whatever. I mean, you're not you're not going to continue to increase the potassium um, to a concomitant level when you when you're increasing, you know, the potassium that you're applying. So keep that in mind, okay? So you can go through here, keep going, you know, keep going through here, but. Um, at the end here, we have a couple highlighted highlighted sentences that we want to use in closing here. Okay. So the thatch and roots. 
I, I, for some reason, early on when I, after I graduated grad school, I ran into a, a, a business owner who said, Oh, um, I'm applying all this potassium to increase my roots. I'm like, well, why, why are you doing that? And he, well, that's what you guys told me to do. And I'm like, well, I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> I don't know where you got that from, but, but the, this whole idea of like below ground growth, I'm going to apply all this potassium and it's going to, going to increase my health going into winter and it's going to increase this uh, resistance to this. A lot of that is just marketing and, and smoke and mirrors. If the turf grass has enough potassium, meaning, you know, it's a fairly normal situation with, you know, normal levels of potassium, meaning, you know, above 40, 50 parts per million, maybe like three, you know, applying more isn't really, really going to, you're not going to see much benefit to that. So anyway, so in the last part of this document, we see the, the sentence. However, when K was applied in any of the three K to N ratios studied, so meaning any potassium was applied at all, there were no differences in root rate weights among ratios. Okay. So there are documents where you'll see some publications where you'll find some s small differences between root weights and, you know, that they exist. But this is a document showing that um, when K was applied, okay, so from a 2 to 1 into K, a 1 to 1 into K, and a 1 to 2 into K. So between those, there was no difference, meaning that when it was deficient, used when no potassium was applied, they applied two to one, they saw that difference. But when they kept applying more, there were no differences. Okay. So please have some confidence in the the um the management practice of applying a two to one will get you what you're going to what you're going to get out of it whatever you're going to get out of it if anything which i would you know there's a good evidence to just eliminate all potassium but if you're going to get something out of potassium it's going to be in cases where the t the, the soil's low in potassium and just applying a 2 to 1 a little bit is going to get you whatever response you're going to get okay don't think you're going to have an extra extra warmth under two or three blankets, you know, because two or three levels of potassium. You're going to be extra extra potassium. No, you're not. You're going to get whatever you're going to get using a two to one, according to this paper. Okay, and I'm going to go over. There's two more papers um, that I'll go over at some point that show the same thing. Okay. Those, those papers didn't have the two to one. They started at a one to one, um, but continuing to apply more didn't show any benefit. Okay. Um, so a range of soil pH, soil K, clipping height, and disease pressure occurred during the third year of the study. Nevertheless, even across these this range of conditions, increasing potassium beyond a potassium in ratio of zero to five to one, which is a two to one into K, had virtually no effect on turf grass appearance, growth resistance to Bermuda grass decline, thatch depth, or root weight. Okay. So they concluded after, you know, I guess it's, you know, two years of studying, two, I guess they had a break there. I don't know why there's a separation there, but two or three years of studying in South Florida, 
looking at soils, looking at tissue weights, looking at quality, looking at tissue K. I mean, all, all these things that applying a applying a fertilizer of just one part nitrogen and a half a part potassium got them virtually all the beneficial responses that they were going to get out of the potassium. Okay. We're going to go over another paper in the future where it ends up being a one-to-one, um, but that's for a future discussion. But certainly nothing greater than a one-to-one is ever likely going to be beneficial to you. Okay, so this is how you can use this, this, the data in this paper. You can go out, you can reduce your potassium down to about a two-to-one indicate. Make sure that you're not paying the same amount for the fertilizer. <laughs> Make sure that you know you're getting either a reduction in the bag of fertilizer or you're adjusting the nitrogen ratio, right? Nitrogen amount up so you end up buying fewer bags of fertilizer. One way or the other, you need to make sure that you're saving yourself money because potassium is not an element of environmental impairment. There's not a lot of environmental concern with potassium. It's an it's an economic concern. Okay, so um, so please um, consider consider that um, when when it comes to be, you know developing a more uh, efficient program. Okay, that's all we got today. I appreciate you. Um, you're watching. I hope you found it beneficial. If you did or you did not, please uh, leave a note in the comments. I would definitely like to know your input. Uh, if I'm if I am uh, you know, pr providing the content or that you like or don't like, let let me know. Um, I, I certainly um, look forward to to hearing from you. Appreciate everybody. See you next time.